at all. All right, Mark. Boom. Um, crap, I wasn't ready because I was doing something else. <laughs> there we go. All right. We're live. Thank you for joining in. Uh, if you're joining in live, if not, thank you for downloading this show uh, and continuing on with this um, thanks. I want to thank our supporters. Yeah, I was looking for a word that I <laughs> couldn't come up with. So, uh, yeah, I want to thank our supporters, uh, those of you who support us through the tip jar uh, that can be found at yourownpay.com slash TW. And in the right after the description of what the show is about is a link that says support us. Or it says something like that. It says, leave us a tip, I think. And it starts with tips.pinecast.com. If only I could go look and see what it says. I was going to say, because like, I put it in the paragraph and I have no idea what I made it say now. So uh-huh. anyway, yep. it's there. It's there. And hopefully it's clear to understand. And I am going to be paying for an upgrade to Pinecast. I'm going to do that probably tomorrow when I get done editing the show. And Demasi, you want to talk about people who clicked on the click here to support the show link at yourownpay.com slash TW? Yeah, so you will now finally get your back catalog. Uh, not well, kind of. Not a very deep I, back catalog, but a back catalog of the extras that we've done because we've only done like five of them. So uh, four or five of them. So you will get those. Um, I finally got around to actually finish editing. And Honestly, I was working on them, but it has been taking me way longer to edit than I feel like it should. And it's been frustrating me because uh, I feel like Reaper has changed a little bit or the key map has changed a little bit. And I'm constantly checking, like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Wait, why is this happening this way? But at any rate, they're done. So you'll get those. And we're going to be setting up a private feed for those of you that are supporters. So you can get those episodes and not have to just get an email link. Uh, you can go listen to them at any time. And it also sets it up so that future supporters will be able to get the back catalog as well. Use the tools that we have access to instead of having to build everything. I think both of us have kind of learned that this year. What, do I, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely, man. This, this was but, the but year. Sometimes it's good to sometimes build, it's good to build your thing too. yourself because <laughs> other people's stuff doesn't work. But, you know, when you're already, especially when you're already in a system that provides mm-hmm. a tool, I feel that it is more valuable to use what is there. Uh, there's oftentimes a cost uh, balance in, in some instances, uh, but sometimes not. So uh, definitely. And this was the year of simplification. Like I, think i have stuck to that as an overall theme for the year um less complications less you know doing a thing just because i can do it when it makes sense to just hey use this service or or you know let somebody else do a thing that they're good at instead of you and i got it uh also want to thank everybody who else just downloads and subscribes to the show because we appreciate you and we did pass our 5,000 uh not you know right after we published the last episode so i think we're doing good yeah, I, I think we're getting out to where we wanted to with this show, and I I thought it was awesome to go into a Zoom meeting today and actually be around people who I recognize. Imagine that, I'm being social on social media. So how did editing go for you? You said you kept forgetting some keystrokes. Um, where did you find yourself struggling? Because what I have found with Reaper, when when you get to that point, 
is sometimes it makes more sense to just start doing your own key map. And I was very resistant to modifying mine. I know we've talked about this a couple of times, especially when Jacob mentioned that to me. He's like, hey, yeah, just go set up whatever keys work best for you. And I was very resistant to that. And I, I think it's because I help people with Reaper sometimes and I don't want to get stuck to say, oh, what do you mean pressing E doesn't go to the beginning of your time selection, go back a measure and then play or go back a bar and then play, skipping the time selection and then realize that I set that up. But I also see the value in that if you're doing something that comes from like like old habits and maybe you need to fix those keystrokes. Uh-huh. So where i so the basic shortcuts of course are are working i'm trying to do some things a little bit differently so the speed up right you gave me the key commands and i I just was constantly checking those like how do i speed up you know so i can speed it up as i'm editing to you know minimize the amount of time that is 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 taking to get through the little audio clips because the clips i was editing basically i mean there may have been 30 minutes of conversation in some instances but basically it got cut down to like four to seven minutes i think the longest mm-hmm. one i exported was 16 minutes gotcha uh so little things like that uh and then honestly like i've been i don't know what the setup issue is so i oftentimes will split like i want to split a you know the the, the item on a track right mm-hmm. and Sometimes it's, you know, just works the way you expect it to work. And sometimes even though I'm focused on this track, I'll do the down and up to make sure I'm on the track. I want to split the thing on. It'll split the track below that or above that. And it's like, okay, that's not solving. The that's problem. not what I wanted to do. And or sometimes or it's just split track, just zero items. And it yep, is zero items. Yep. So it's not just a you thing. It's not necessarily a setup thing. That is a, osara thing because i've encountered that how i've solved that is when it does that i'll undo unless it says zero items because there's nothing to undo Mm -hmm. and then i hit escape shift escape and then that seems to clear all time selections um and then i use my up and down arrow keys to reselect the track and then do a to split the item which is annoying but sometimes if it can drive you crazy if you don't talk to anyone. You don't know that other people encounter that issue, too. Yeah, I didn't know about the shift escape. What is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, escape, shift, escape. Yeah, because I routinely hit escape if I do a time selection. And once I've deleted that cutout, I'll usually hit escape because that has burned me kind of in the past before where I was like, I don't understand how I mix this up. So. Uh, but yeah, just little things like that. And, and just honestly being out of practice a little bit as well, uh, I think is a, is a large part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, remembering the basic commands, I think took me into this with a little bit of overconfidence, honestly, like, Oh, well, I got it's no problem. I can just knock this out in a few minutes. You know, it's a short little thing to edit. And it's like, Oh wait, how do I do this again? Click F12. Oh no, that's not the right thing. Uh, or F12 just to verify because I'm not 100% sure and I don't want to press a thing. And <laughs> I know it's a non-destructive editor, but, you know, sometimes you can move stuff and you have no idea, like, undo. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't know what of, you're undoing. Right? You, know, you can get that yeah. chain to undo. So I, that's really kind of what it was. Uh, I, I think sticking to the routine of trying to get these out every week now is going to uh, help knock off some of the rust mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah. 
and 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 just you know building that confidence back up because it's not a matter of not being able to do it. It's just I'm not as as efficient as I felt like I once was with it. Uh, but it's also because I haven't been really heavily using Reaper all that much for about the past year or year and a half. And Reaper kind of has changed, but it also hasn't. It it's one of those though, like once you get into it, did it seem like it seemed to get a little easier? Yeah, I mean by the time I got to, you know, the last one I had to edit, it was it was pretty straightforward. I was hitting the commands to speed up my audio or jump it back to, you know, um you know, one uh or whatever. And Editing, so I figured out a different workaround for the, it's not splitting the item I wanted to split. Uh, so what I would do is just set a marker so I could get right back to where I was. And then I would mm-hmm. command left arrow to select the item in the track and then jump back to the marker. And I would say nine times out of 10, after I jump back to my marker, having done that, hitting S would split the item I intended for it to split. Okay. Well, good. So that was that. That was that. I did have to do a little one. I rendered out some things. I was like, oh, man, what, I don't know where to put that file at. It's not in the project. <laughs> oh, temp folder. I forgot. I did set up a temp folder, and I don't know what I did to my settings. But, uh, yeah, anytime I render a file, it goes to temp. I can change it, obviously. But my expectation, and I'm not sure if this is how it worked in the past or if I did something specific. But what I remember from doing a lot of editing when we were switching on, you know, switching on and off weeks, who, who was editing the DM series is I had mine set up so that when I rendered a file uh, out of a project, it would go into the project folder. Right. So I have a subfolder inside of the project folder for the media. But when I would render the rendered file would go into the, the main folder of the project and not into the media, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, so if you go into your Reaper preferences, go down to paths, the second edit field says, if left empty, will be current directory. Uh, so I wonder if you have something in that directory. I'll probably put the temp that's why it's in there. putting the temp there. Yeah, that's probably what When I, I think you intended on making sure that it was the default recording path is under temp, uh-huh. uh, which is how I have mine set up there too. Yep, that's probably what I did there. So I'll fix that. And while I'm in here, I'm going to go in and fix my default path to save projects because it's been in the wrong place. Projects. It was saving them in slash Reaper instead of slash Reaper slash projects. So I've got all these projects all over my Reaper folder. <laughs> yep. That's what I did. Can I copy so that? Todoist has been working well. Um, I find myself using it more. I did lose a streak, and I think those streaks are going to motivate me a little bit more since I'm not going to be able to be motivated with my pedometer streaks anymore, my pedometer plus plus streaks. Although I'm sure there's an Android app for that. But um, Todoist... I've been adding stuff to it, uh, going in there and checking things off, and I feel like it's been helping me, uh, especially when I procrastinate things, uh, with actually getting those done. Because if I procrastinate it, as long as I put it in Todoist, I can get back to it and remember that it's there and it stays on my mind. Yeah, it, it's been 
it's been half working for me, half not working. So the working part mm-hmm. is what you just said, where if I go ahead and put something into Doist, it's less likely I'll completely forget about it. Uh, but the not working part for me, at least, is I'm not getting notifications. Um, and I do not know why. I get notifications about one specific product. I mean, not product, uh, item. Task. Task that I need to do. And that task I've been avoiding for about two months, three months. Uh, <laughs> but it's mostly because it's kind of not super necessary. I just need to at some point do it. And what it is is, is just giving my – so in AWS, there's your root account and advice is, and my advice you know, mirrors what AWS tells people now, which is don't use your root account in AWS for everything. Like set it up because you have to set it up. But the next thing you should do after you get everything set up in your accounts, you know, open and approved and all of those steps, I don't remember the process, it's been too long. Go create a um a a, a sub user and give that sub user the admin privileges it needs, you know, in order for you to just normally operate inside of AWS and use that account for your daily stuff. And mm. at some point in the past year, they made a change to how permissions are in some areas. So my my sub user does not at the moment have the ability to go view billing in my AWS account. I kind of don't care. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what the root user, I'll go log in because I'm not, it's not like I'm messing with my billing all the time. I can see the stuff I need to see. I can see what I'm using. I can adjust things. I can create new users, delete users, do all of the things I need to do in there. So it's a task that I should go do at some point, but it's not. High priority. Well, then just mark it complete. I mean, is there a reason to keep it on there if it doesn't have to be there? And that's where I'm kind of like, do I do I need to keep these someday things? So I kind of feel like at some point I probably should do it, but I should probably reset the due date. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's the only thing, and I don't get constant reminders about that. But I said, and I literally did this the other day. Like I set a reminder, remind me to do X, Y, Z at five o'clock this afternoon. And I got no notification. I did it Wednesday morning, as a matter of fact. Like, remind me to send this email because I didn't want to be in this meeting and then forget what time it was and not get this email out in time uh, for for mm. the event, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I put it in Todoist because to me, that's the way to make sure I don't forget about it, except that Todoist was not helpful in reminding me that I needed to do it uh, because I got no notification. Don't know what that's about. But other than that, like I've been finding it, I've been getting back into the habit of using it. Uh, primarily, like I said, if I put stuff in there, even if I don't get a notification when I expect to get a note or when I should get a notification, I at least have a list to go back to where I can see the things that I was supposed to do. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I was supposed to do X, Y, Z. I maybe mm-hmm. didn't do it the day I said I was going to do it, but I don't forget about it completely and it just slips through the cracks. For example, giving Michael access to this beta <laughs> website right, that just got done today. Professional there. I don't. We didn't even talk about it, and I was going to talk to him. I was going to say, "Hey, so I got me access to that beta site today. So, uh, yeah, I've got access to that. Have I done anything? Nope. I have not even set up my password. You probably haven't but, even logged in, but I just sent it to you today. Yeah. Uh, yep. Now here's here, here's the short backstory about. One of the reasons it took so long to get that to you is because it because this is a beta site. I'm like, well, I've been meaning to finish kind of putting together this manual override of 
this custom over, not necessarily custom override, but setting up my own, you know, setup for custom overriding uh, WP mail uh, or PHP mailer in WordPress uh, to use my own custom SMTP. Now, in my case, it's going through SES, but this could also work if you're using, you know, Mailgun or Mailjet or any other service that offers SMTP. You could technically, theoretically do it through your Gmail account if you really want to do that. I advise not, but you could do that. But I had the code snippet pretty much kind of done for this. And I was like, oh, well, since I'm setting up this site and it's not really priority necessarily, I'll make sure this code snippet works and stuff before I send it because that'll, that way I'll use that. And then I can't send Michael email for his account until I set this up. So I had not set that up until today. And I sat down and I just kind of was in a. I was kind of in a writing code mood, like messing with stuff mood today. I, was, I, was, I sat down and I, I started working on this thing and I had the kind of bare bones of it. I did have to do a little bit of tweaking to what I had, but I got it working. And the way I tested was just trying to send myself a reset password uh, link from the site. So once I got it working, it actually sent me a password reset. And then it turns out I actually needed to reset my password anyway. So. Uh, but I was connected to the server uh, using Transmit, an app we haven't talked about in a long time, but I was using Transmit from Panic. Uh, and so essentially all I've done is not anything spectacular. You can search the internet and probably find at least, if not all of the correct settings, most of what will get you there if you know WordPress, is I have custom, you know, uh, in the WP config file are the credentials for the SMTP server, including the from name and the from address. Um, and then there is a drop-in plugin uh, that I wrote. And, and all I did was just paste in the code to create a function that overrides the PHP mailer in WordPress. So instead of it trying to send whatever it does, it forces all WordPress emails to go through. It's kind of very similar to what any plugin you use uh, like WPSMTP, for example, kind of does. Now, there's a lot more to their plugins because there's a whole interface on the on the you know admin side and all of that and, and extra features they may throw in there. I just want to make sure my mail goes through, in this case, SES. So that's what I've set up. And I wrote it in such a way or put it together in such a way that I can reuse this anywhere else. So like it's not, you know, like, oh, I did it one time on this one site and I got to go search this one site to find it. Like I actually went through the process of saving this, uh, saving these two files in a little code snippet folder that I have on a computer. Uh, so the SES code or, or the credentials for uh, the SMTP server that that uh, PHP is in a file that I will that I include. So like I use the PHP include statement and the WP config. Uh, which is what I ultimately changed it to on this site, just so I don't have to manually go edit a config file, right? Because eventually when I set up a new WordPress site and this site is going to get knocked down at some point just to test this whole thing, deploy a site, standard WordPress, and then have it clone, like just run the script, you know, have a script that just runs after WP, after uh, spin up WP finishes installing WordPress and all of that, they give you an option to run a one-time script and just have it clone down uh, a folder and then write using uh, WP CLI, uh the include statement into the standard WP config file. And then that would include everything that you need mm -hmm. 
for the for, site. For the co- and, yeah. So then I don't have to. And really you wouldn't go need to hunt down GP premium. Yeah. So I did that, and then once I got the email working, then I set up your user account and sent you your login. So that was kind of the hold up on that because it's a beta site. I also have all of. Well, I don't have all of the plugins, but uh, the the top level ones you need are there because we're testing out Gravity Forms. So Gravity Forms is there. Gravity Kit. Or yeah, Gravity Kit and uh, you know the other one, Gravity Perks. Gravity Wiz. Yeah, and with those being installed and licensed, like you can just go pull, you know, install any of the add-ons that they have just from within their interface, which is sort of cool in this instance, I guess. Saves you some time. You don't have to go to the website, download it, upload it. Like you know, that's nice. Very good. So we'll be playing with some gravity form stuff, like maybe that follow-up gravity form that we talked about creating because neither of us have done it. We both could go do it, but neither one of us have have gotten that. That didn't make it into Do-It. Yeah, that that's probably why none of us did it because I didn't think about it until just now. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was we were supposed to be doing. We were going to put, so if we had ideas Ah. to follow up with, we would have a form to go add them to, so we could look at that and say, yep, we followed up with that. Yeah. Those could go into Todoist, too, but I don't want everything to go into into Todoist. You know, that's... I'm going to try journaling again. Yeah, the journal app's out on iOS 17.2. Well, on the iPhone. Day one's doing a campaign where they're doing a 15-day... Reflect on the previous year and then 15 day set some goals for 2024. Huh. I'm assuming that started today, yesterday, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, so maybe it's 14 days. No, I mean, it's 31 days in yeah. December. So I guess that works. Anyways. But, no, that doesn't work, actually. It doesn't. Math ain't adding up. <laughs> <laughs> Five plus seven is two. Uh, so I think it's 14 day. Uh, yeah, but the journal app is out on iOS. I have not looked at it at all. Uh, I was a little disappointed that they didn't have it available for the iPad as well. At least that's what I think I heard. It's that not on the correct. iPad. Um, I find that absurd, to, to be honest. Like, I just find that absurd. You're Apple. It's just, these are your platforms. Like, mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. you can sync health data from the phone to the watch to the iPad, right? Because health is on the iPad, too. So that means you could sync the private data uh, across devices here as well, I would think. Uh, you also do it with photos. So, and maybe it's coming, like it's probably, but I just, I find it absurd because you're the platform owner, right? Like, why can't you launch these on both the iPhone and the iPad at least? I mean, yeah. people probably would want it on the Mac too. That would be nice, but you kind of get that for free with the iPad app. Like, but I mean, People still beat up on companies who come out. Oh, it's only on the iPhone. You know, iPads coming later. Okay, but you're Apple. Like you can't really slide by with that. (laughs) You got to do better, man. Doesn't look very good. If you didn't know, you can use the magic tap with VoiceOver in the Journal app to quickly jump and, and activate the Compose button, which then gives you three different prompts that you can choose from, or you can just do a blank journal. And then they do it kind of the same way that day one does above the keyboard is the insert button. So you can insert like your location or a photo or an audio clip. 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I literally haven't opened it. Like, it's on my home screen now since I updated mm-hmm. to 17.2. Just, you know, right there, taking up its own little spot, but I haven't even opened it. I've never, I've never really been a journaler, though. I do it, and then I stop. Kind of like task management. It's kind of like a lot of things in my life, actually. I do it for a little bit, I stop, and then I get back into it, and then I, so. Yeah, task management is, a, is I mean, honestly, is more using a task manager that is, has been kind of off and on, but it's always because I'm not happy about something with it. Oh, OmniFocus 4 is out. Speaking of task managers, apparently they yeah. just released this. Well, okay. not not just right now. This isn't breaking yeah. news. I think this yeah. happened yesterday. But gotcha. Uh, apparently, it's out. Any, any good things that you've noticed? Or I have not it? looked at it since they released it. But what I will say is, if it's anything like it was a couple of months ago when we talked about me using it and probably going back to Todoist, which is where I am now, uh, that's an indicator for you. It, it was not fun. At all. Gotcha. But I am going to take a look at it since it's released because, again, it was in beta. Who knows what they've done since I last looked at it? Uh, I still like my deferred dates. Like, it's really the only thing that even draws me back there is just start dates. Like, and I don't like, I know there's hacks because that's what they are hacks. I don't like any of them because they're more complicated. They force me to think about stuff too much. Like, let me just say, hey, here's a project that I want to do. Make this start date on this February 1st and get out of my way. Now, Didn't it to do a stat start date or is there? No, no, they don't. They don't have start dates. Unless it's very new, like this happened in the past two weeks, possibly. I don't know about it then. And for anyone. No, it's task duration that I was thinking. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you remember saying that? And for anybody listening who is wondering what in the world we're talking about. So this stems from the getting things done methodology, not that I care so much about that particularly, but in OmniFocus, and I think there are a few other task managers that honestly actually do this. Asana may be one of them. I did not like Asana. So don't tell me even if it was, because I don't care. Didn't like it. Um, the concept of a start date or deferred date, as it's sometimes called, is where you can set a task or a project to have a specific date that it starts on. And it's not a due date, it's the date that it starts working on it. So let's say I want to clean my gutters is a task. Well, I'm not going to do that right now because it's cold. Right? This is something you do in the spring, I think. I don't know. I've never cleaned gutters. Don't ask me. Uh but so I don't, the, the concept of a deferred date or start date means I could build out all the things I need to do for this task or for this project. But because I'm not going to start working on it f- for the next three months, uh, I don't need to see it showing up in my inbox or my to do's or my upcoming or, or mm-hmm. any of the different ways that you can view your task manager uh, projects and tasks. So a deferred date means it's kind of like it's there because I had the idea. I built it out, but it's not going to show up and surface to me in the interface until March 3rd. Yeah. And if I have a due date of the 15th of March, well, that's still the due date, but it doesn't show up to me until March 3rd. You want to say something about Tom? Tom Tom showing that. No, Tom Decker showing that in his Applevis review of uh, OmniFocus and showing how that concept worked. Like, 
really, I think, inspired me to be like, huh, so I can get all those random ideas out of my head, not have to see them, and then, uh, you know, they'll, they'll surface when it's time. Really made me like that idea. I never pulled the trigger and bought OmniFocus for $60, but they had that try it for like two weeks thing. And it was, it was kind of cool. And you're right. It's, it's one of those things that you can't really, I mean, you can hack it together with to do us, but. But not in a really meaningful way, because it's still possible for these things to surface mm-hmm. up to you. Right. Like that, that for me is the problem. It's like, if I'm looking at, okay, let me take a look at all of the things that I have set as priority for, where if I have anything that's in that project uh, for that, I wanted to defer this priority for it's, it's going to show, show up, up there. there yeah and it could frantically cause me to make a mistake right because i could see a thing and it's like um i don't know reboot a server or something right there you go good good i was going to say like change the filter in the, in but, the but in reboot the a server because that's but, after you got done doing an update or something uh, you know? like reboot a server but that that could have been yeah like you said like you know a part of the overall project was this but i see oh reboot a server and i don't pay attention to anything else and said reboot a server and then i went and rebooted something for no reason uh, yeah so. or shut down a server shut down this Ooh, database server right mm-hmm. and i might be like oh okay well i can go do that right now i'm already over here in the interface and not realizing that this is a part of a project where mike was going to be moving his site somewhere else and this was supposed to not happen for two months right yeah mike's calling me like what the hell man <laughs> so sadly you can't do that easily in todoist uh and really the problem with todoist for me is that it's it's so I could figure out how not to see them. And I could also be careful and not just, you know, react to everything I see. It's just the fact that in order to set it up, it's not a easy, it's not just a checkbox or a field I can fill in like, oh, skip it if I don't want to use it. But if I do want to use it, type into it. It's like, no, set up a project or set up a task and then set up subtask and make the primary task due on the day that you want to start working on the thing. And then all the subtasks have their actual real due dates. Like, oh, that's a barrier to entry, right? I don't want to do it that way. So that is that is an annoyance for me with Todoist. Now, everything else about it is great. And I can kind of get their reasoning that, oh, we won't, we don't want to do anything that would hide your task from I'm making the choice to hide my stuff. Just give me the option, right? Please, that's all I like. Everything else about it is good. I like the availability of the web interface. I like the availability of being able to connect it up to different applications, which is something that's more difficult uh, to do with something like OmniFocus because it does not really have like a true web API sort of deal going on. Whereas, you know, to do it, you could hook that up to GitHub or Slack or, uh, you know, tons of different things. You know, throw in IFTTT or, or Zapier or something and you, you the, the possibilities of ways to handle things are infinite. Uh, but anyhow, yeah, I'll take a look at OmniFocus just to see if anything looks better. But I think just the design that they're going into with it is going to not be for me uh, because it mm. doesn't feel great as an app. Uh, and if you get that, you get it. If you don't get the feel of an app, you just don't get it. Uh, but that's it's a real thing. I'm not the only person that says it. So. Uh, I feel vindicated because I've heard a couple other, you know, podcasters say like, I just didn't like the way that app felt. It's like, ah, it's uh-huh. not just me. Yep. So oh, there was a lot oh, of things that um, I was like, oh, we'll talk about that on Saturday. We'll talk about that on Saturday. I don't remember any of them. 
So that is a thing I'm going to work on uh, over the next week is getting us a system. And honestly, what's tearing me right now is like, what's the easy, not just ease of getting stuff in, but also being able to go back and get it out. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of ways to, you know, I mean, I could have a spreadsheet set up right now in Google, but honestly, like, I'm not going to say I don't know how to use sheets, but I, I kind of feel like that would be more of a barrier to getting information out of there. I don't know. Maybe we'll start there and just move along. But I will work on that solution because it often happens to me, too, where like I think about something like, oh, that'd be a great show topic. I had it today and didn't have anywhere to write it down. So I didn't write it down. Also, I was um, in the middle of debugging some bad code. Turns out for some reason, my text editor changed all my apostrophes that I was writing into quote quotation marks. And That's uh, irritating. Yeah, I don't know why I was doing this. Uh, well. I, I take that back. Bad AI. <laughs> uh, so kind of uh, because oh. there was an extension running called Prettier and I installed it with the intent of like going to set it. It's supposed to like pretty fire code. So like if you screwed up with your spacing or something like it'll help for them. I think that's what it does. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, it was installed and it was doing it to me uh, for whatever reasons, I guess, because it wasn't aware of what I was doing. And like uh, if you put quotations there, WordPress is going to ignore all of that. Like, it's done as this is. Ben told me with HTML, you don't have to put quotes around the URL in your AREF links. And then he sent me an HTML and Apple knew what to do with it. So, I'm like, my mind is broken. Mine is not because I wonder if that's one of those things where it's it's intelligently trying to fix things for you. Mm, yeah, yeah. But then you can encounter a system where it doesn't know what to do with it. It just strictly sticks to the 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 uh, the specification. And it's like, oh, well, we're going to render this out as some HTML gibberish for your people to see. I'm going to continue putting my quotes in. Like, I'm just, yeah, I am too. Uh, old habits. <laughs> but yeah, there, there is there is uh, because this was a thing for a while with browsers too. like your browsers do a lot to help fix HTML errors. Uh, that you don't realize they're fixing, which of course means you never correct your errors. You just keep making the same mistake over and over again mm-hmm. and, until you drop it into like, say, I don't know, Cindy or something. And Cindy's like, oh, I'm going to give back exactly what you gave me. Yep. Like, yep. Oh, why is this breaking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't want to. Uh, let me get out of Reaper. Man, I've been playing a Reaper all day. Well, most of the day. I'm not happy with Gravity Forms 2.8. Oh, yeah. You're going to tell me about this. Hold on. Yeah. Let me, let me settle in. Let me let me grab a cup of water because, yeah, I, I have not even yet had a chance to look at this because um, either I haven't updated the plugin on some sites just because, like, there's no security flaw patch and, you know, it's okay. Uh, but also, I don't even know when this came out, honestly. Tuesday. Ah, okay, so that's why I hadn't caught up on it, because I hadn't been to check sites this week. Ah, okay. Yeah, we shouldn't talk about what you're using, because you were looking at a control panel to keep sites updated, if I recall right. So uh, when we get done talking about the new Gravity Forms, we can talk about how that experience is going. So Gravity Forms 2.8 was released, and... 
the biggest thing that they added is a um a new feature for your forms under the open editor preferences. So if you open the editor on a form, there's now a save form button and an open editor preferences. If you go in here, it pops up one of the modals, kind of cool, has the close button that's labeled properly. Um, and the only option right now in here is uh, uh, not showing to me. Well, that's that's lovely. I don't love trying to do something live. Let me reload this page. Um, show condensed view, I think is what it says, and it's a checkbox. So uh, you check that checkbox, and then um, what it does is instead of, so hold on, let me see if I can, yep, compact view is what it's called. So I clicked open editor view. I can turn on compact view. So if I choose that option, um, it gives me a description that says simplify the preview Simplify and preview forms for a better editing experience. If I check that, it gives me another option that says show field IDs that by default is unchecked. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and close this because I'm not sure. Actually, I'm going to check that box because I don't know what that does. And then we'll hit close. And now when I tab through, I hear um, save open editor preferences. And then I hear button drop down editor or button drop down menu empty. Button drop down menu empty. So I'm tabbing through and it's just giving me these buttons uh, for each of the fields. Now, if I use my VO left arrow key from that, it tells me ID one and it's the name. So I can tab over a couple of times and here's ID six email. If I use this drop down menu button, that does take me to field settings. I can press VO space again, and that does not actually activate the field settings. So it's it's a little frustrating. I see where they're going. I want to like it, but their implementation is, is horrible, in my opinion, especially when they know and they should know that they have a community of blind users that would be more than willing to provide. I'll give it to you for free feedback. If you're going to fix your stuff and then they come out and release this and yeah, I was, I was hopeful. I was hopeful. That is going to make me angry and I'm kind of, I'm one glad I hadn't stumbled upon it just yet. Cause it probably would have derailed me this week. Cause I had a lot of stuff mm -hmm. to do. Uh, some of which was involving gravity forms. I just didn't, I hadn't updated some stuff yet, but that is going to frustrate me and anger me because yeah, more, more than, the two of us sitting here talking right now have been communicating with them about gravity forms, especially since 2.5 was released prior to 2.5 being released and, and since it's been released. And yet we continue to get releases that seem to just completely ignore any accessibility requirements or, or concerns at all. Uh, and, you know, as sad as it is to say, it's going to make me angry for a couple of reasons, or it makes me angry for a couple of reasons. Uh, one of which is we've got a lot of money invested in gravity forms, man. Like a lot. And there's a lot invested in gravity forms, and I really would hate to move because it really is like the best thing out there. And I feel sort of trapped because of financial investments as well as infrastructure investments on people's websites, right? I kind of feel trapped. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I feel like you don't care about me as a user. Um, 
or a site builder or, or whatever you want to categorize me as. You don't care about my needs as, as a person with accessibility requirements because you continue to release things with no care or thought whatsoever to a person using a screen reader. I don't know how it works visually. I'm not sure if there's any, you know, low vision user uh, issues when it comes to contrast. I would be curious to know that. So you can reach out on Mastodon. Let me know. But it's, it's sort of like when you keep telling a company that, you know, y- your app is doesn't have label buttons and, you know, every app release, there's still no label buttons. Like at some point, you just got to stop figuring it's not a point of, oh, we didn't have time. It's like, no, you don't care yeah because there's nothing forcing you to go to 2.8. Like what, what was the rush? Right. And they of the move icons that you can see and, and we've communicated the process of how that, that could be solved. So that also gets annoying, especially uh, between I know probably $1,500 a, a year that they get of customers of just the core gravity form plugin and the users are blind or they work with people who are blind or using screen reading technology. And that's, what's frustrating. And there's not a good alternative out there. I, uh, I was looking at ninja forms. I'm like, I don't want to go learn a whole new infrastructure. And as you said, you've already got, um, money and energy and, 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 sweat blood and tears invested into Man, gravity forms like you've you've built things on it and it's just the little things taylor said on mastodon well she messaged it to me because she didn't think i was getting her mastodon post uh because i didn't pull up the search so yes we are getting your posts taylor uh, she said gravity forms appears to not care or doesn't care about us um and, she, and she's frustrated and i get the frustration because it's true why why keep bringing up these accessibility issues when there's been no appearance of them moving? No- they did send me a t-shirt though. Yeah. Thanks. That's, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 My, my thing, like the frustration really comes from the fact that like, there's not as if people are not communicating and I know it's not just me. Right. So I can't sit here and be like, Oh, well maybe I didn't communicate this correctly to them. No. There's plenty of people, most of which are better communicators than I am, that have shared information and you kind of go through the motions. If you do anything, it seems like they go through the motions of, you know, accepting the feedback, but we don't see any progress. Like we don't see anything. I mean, I remember, I'm not going to call out anybody specifically, but you know what I'm talking about. I remember, you know, a mutual friend of ours really going on a a rant like a tear and it's the first time i ever saw like heard this person upset about a thing with 2.5 right and this is before it was released like we all kind of started poking at it in beta and like this is completely unacceptable what are they doing and so we all you know provided feedback about 2.5 and what what the issues were um granted you know i i understand more than most probably a release schedule, a roadmap, a time frame. Things have to be done. You know, sometimes it's not even necessarily dictated by what you want to do, but in their case, they're building on top of WordPress. So, you know, you got to make some changes so that you're in line with where WordPress is. Uh, you know, there, there's the whole deal with for a long time, they still were running jQuery in Gravity Forms and WordPress had completely killed it, right? So I can get sometimes the exigent 
exit. Nah, I can't say the word. I can get some time to exit G's exit whatever. That word that I can't say either. Yeah, like, not I jumping really can't it. say that word. And like I know the word, but I really can't. I can say, say aluminum, but I can't say that word. Aluminum. Yeah, see, that's an easy word to say. Yeah, well, let's trying to say it like Johnny Ive. Um, but the expedience of getting something done to catch up or be in compliance, I understand that. But yeah, we're really at a point now that is is more or less to me. They don't care, and like you said, like significant there, there's plenty of organizations small businesses that spend money uh, on gravity forms every year uh, i could probably easily run down a list of places or people or organizations that spend the 259 a year with gravity forms or yeah. close to that uh every year to to get us somewhere to around about three thousand dollars that's being yep. spent and that's that's you know not counting me and a lot of this is based off my recommendations, right? Or my ability to say, hey, no, I can build great forms with this. Like, yeah, it's a good plug-in, right? And they're invested. And it's not just like, oh, well, you know, hurts my feelings because you don't care about me. It's like, what do I do if I have to go find another situation? If I have to go check out Ninja Forms or Caldera Forms or uh, anything else out there. It's like, but there are still sites I'm going to have to interact with gravity forms on because I can't go to this business owner like, well, you know, they kind of tick me off and they don't really care about accessibility. So, uh, yeah, we got to yank this out and rebuild it with this solution here. And, oh, by the way, this solution doesn't have the features that that third-party plug-in on the gra- gravity forms platform offers. So you're going to lose that capability. That ain't going to fly. Not even a little bit. What what have the third-party developers said, or have you brought up accessibility? Because you've had good luck with Gravity View for the most part, haven't you? So I haven't actually talked to them about accessibility of Gravity Forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gravity View, from my perspective, is is really pretty accessible. Now, I've only used it on a Mac. haven't touched it on Windows at all with a screen reader, so I don't know, but... Uh, and I, I think a high mark or at least a, a point in the favor of Gravity View specifically in their accessibility or usability is the fact that, um, you know, Stephen was able to go in and make some not insignificant changes if, you, if you've never done it before to uh, a form view that was, that, mm-hmm. that was set up, right? So obviously it's not that difficult. Right. It is, is, or the usability of it is such that you can figure out what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, same with Gravity Wiz. Right. I haven't had any conversations with them because, and I honestly hadn't thought about maybe taking that approach of like, oh, let me go talk to these people over here who may be able to lean is not the right word, but communicate Direct, better to them. Maybe. You know, yeah. well, I would say communicate even with the core Gravity Forms developers on the importance of the accessibility because they have done it. Like Gravity Wiz, most of Gravity Wiz stuff that I have used is accessible. Do you have and, this issue where in Gravity Forms, when you're setting up the conditional logic and then you go to dismiss the dis- conditional logic screen? It doesn't go away. Element state, yep, doesn't go away. Nope. I mean, yeah, I do have that problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's been there again. And I've also mentioned that to them. Uh, and that's not feedback. just a Mac issue because Jeff thought it was a Windows issue, like uh, the uh, screen reader see, I thought it was a capturing Mac issue. it. 
and he called me and he started telling me I'm like yep i got that too yeah it happens to me on the mac uh I, I totally thought it was a mac issue honestly no nope. but yes i have communicated that to them uh among a few other things that, that are kind of niggling issues like that uh you know, not even the bigger issues of reordering fields. It's like, you know, little things like that where it's like, you know, what what do you and I mean, I'm gonna be honest, like I'm so Michael can tell you how many times I've said, Oh, I should reach out to X company or Y company about this thing. And I just keep dealing with the annoyance because whatever. Like they're not gonna respond. It, it it's tedious. I get tired of it. I really am tired of it. I've been past tired of trying to have conversations with companies about accessibility, uh, especially these longer you know, a newer company, I may be more apt to try to reach out to you initially because you're new and maybe you yeah. kind of don't understand or you didn't think about a blind person trying to use your product. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I mean, look, I just did a thing not too long ago just to quit side trip. Where I built a whole forum with a pop up thing and it was cool and I was happy and it was great. And then a sighted person came along and was like, yeah, I can't see what I'm typing. Oh, <laughs> I never even thought about that. <laughs> It ain't it ain't nice, is it though? Don't like the way that feel, huh? You can't see what you're typing in your thing, huh? You don't like that, uh huh? But with a new company, you know, I'm willing to maybe reach out in some instances. But yeah, it gets tiring. It really does. It is it is very soul sucking because I put in effort to try to make sure that what I'm trying to communicate is well thought out, not just a rant, uh, not just a two lines of. I'm blind and I can't use your product because it's not labeled and like no context. Um, you know, there's been times where I have sent Apple developers links to Apple's documentation, uh, specifically sometimes even down to, you know, subsections of the documentation because I kind of know where they're failing at. So therefore I would try to link them to get them somewhere that would actually help them. Uh, and not just like, oh, you need to look at the documentation. Oh, here's a link to where it tells you how to do this thing that I think mm-hmm. you're trying to do. But it gets tiring when nobody fixes it. And it's time consuming. So, as I said, Michael can tell you how many times I've said I should reach out to such and such. Michael can also tell you how many times I have not reached out to such and such and so and so because I ain't got the time. I don't have the patience and I ain't got the time. So if I actually take time to reach out to a company about an accessibility issue over and over again, it means two things. It means, number one, you do have a problem. And the second thing it means is very important to me. Sorry, Mike. I just realized. No. I cut, <laughs> I <gotta> cut that out. <laughs> you, you paused there for a second or something because you're going to retake it or am I just reversing that? And I'm just re- reversing that. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, the the frustration that it is especially when you are the customer it would be one thing if you were just getting this free but you're giving them money because you find the value in the service and then it's these little things that make a hard difference and and at what point at what, what point, point do i get on facebook litigation no at what, at what point no i don't think see I don't, that's the thing i don't think we can make it litigation right because like what what do they owe me as a customer other than you know a product right they can say well we'll refund your money even though you're near to time for renewal so go away right, right? That, that, that's that one solution true. to solve yeah. that problem yeah no here's the approach unfortunately and, and, and i feel like this is a part of the problem microsoft I feel like an Apple to a lot of companies, I feel like suffer from 
this problem, this 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 falseness of oh, well, there's I mean, what else the hell are you gonna do? In Microsoft's case, they're kind of right. Like if you're in corporate America, like what are you gonna do? Right? You're not gonna mm-hmm. go use Linux for Christ's sakes. That ain't happening. And you ain't finna go buy Apple stuff. Because frankly, a lot of corporate world software does not run on the Mac. It is Windows specific. So in a lot of ways, they don't have to do anything that they don't want to do because you're stuck. But Gravity Forms, you ain't that big. And it's getting to a point that I'm going to take to the Facebooks and the Twitters, and the, the X's, whatever, the social media platforms that I do not touch. Not to yell at you, not to curse, not to berate you, but to honestly plead with other WordPress developers. Listen, let's start not using their shit. Like WordPress is a community of people. If the community as a whole, not just all of us blind people or not just all of us screen reader users say, oh, but we're going to take our ball and go home. We're going to take our money and not pay for your plugin. Uh, But let's say if WP Engine was like, oh, we're not going to suggest your plugin anymore. Or Mm -hmm. what if, uh, you know, you know, uh, GoDaddy decide. I mean, I mean, listen, I don't even go have a conversation with GoDaddy, right? This is how serious <laughs> this is getting. Like, listen, yeah. stop giving away their freaking starter plugin. You know, what if SiteGround said we're going to start, you know, blocking your, like, what if the community as a whole started to lean back on this? Because it is that big of an issue. So, um, are we going to start? We don't know where to X? go from there. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be on X? <sighs> You know, on the one hand, no. I mean, no. You're you're, you're not going. If if, if no. you see me, you start seeing me on X or Facebook, and this is the this this is the warning sign. Like things have really gotten out of hand to where like I don't have any other levers to pull. If you see me on X or Facebook or Instagram or even Threads, right? Mm-hmm. Primarily, number one, I don't like the, the X app. What used to be the Twitter app, I, I don't like it. I never liked it. I, I've never liked it from the time it I started using smartphones. Uh, I'm not going to use it. That's one of the reasons I got off of X initially when it was still Twitter. Uh, it wasn't because of dude, because he hadn't done too much at that point other than shut down third party apps, which, hey, that's enough for me. It don't take much for something that I don't care all that much about in the first place. Yeah. So but. if you find Demasi on Facebook posting, something has gone wrong somewhere in the world. I'm very unhappy. Now, I may or may not be able to accomplish anything by doing it, but at least some people who you know know me may start to take a little bit more notice. It's like, oh, he's really pissed about this. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should do what we can do. Uh, see what we can do over here. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's irritating, man. And it's frustrating. And it costs too much money. Like, seriously, me and Jeff sat down and, and kind of did something like, okay, so you buy gravity forms and then you buy the gravity wheels and you buy the thing and you buy the this. You're spending $1,000 just on gravity forms. Uh-huh. Yep. Easily. Yep. A year. We're not talking about one time period. A year. But I can't move my form fields. But I can't move my form fields. Right. Right. And and uh man, I don't I don't I don't yeah. know. It's kinda like WordPress a little bit too though, you know, with the block editor. Like they keep uh-huh. breaking it and fixing it and breaking it. It's like, you know, on the one hand, like where where else is there for me to go except back to writing all of my HTML by hand? You go to Drupal. Yeah. So I, I have done no research into it. I don't know the accessibility of Drupal ten. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm not headed that in that much. direction. Like if, if I go somewhere else, it'll, it, it'll be Laravel. Like I'll, I'll go to Laravel uh, before I go to Drupal. 
right? Because it's more, I mean, granted, Drupal has modernized itself a little bit more than WordPress has managed to over the past 10 years. But if I was going to move completely off of WordPress, for example, I, I would I would go to just build my own Laravel apps and, and just do it that way. Because at least that's a vibrant community. There is some concerns and talk about accessibility there. And frankly, like it's bigger than all of this stuff is, uh, mm. you know, just about every new web app thing that you see getting built nowadays is based on if it's PHP is probably using Laravel at this point. So I will, I think we'll probably end up wrapping up soon, but I want to say I'm very sorry to Taylor for not um, seeing that you had mentioned us. Why did I not get that? Uh, Mastin, Mona has no problem with interrupting me uh, any other time. So why did I get, not get notified of those uh, search? Well, apparently it's because my focus mode was on. I didn't realize that I was in work focus. So I was getting no notification from Mona. Ah. And see, I'm so used to that, that like, which all yeah. it kind of broke this morning for me, though, because I was having my Saturday meeting uh, this morning and it really was supposed to be like a quick check in. Like, yeah, just making sure you ain't looking for nothing for me besides this, this and this, because I, I got to get on that stuff. I got to do that stuff. Uh, and good luck with the moving and turned into, you know, actual whole thing. And Teal was trying to call <laughs> me. Oh. Uh, and. Tia should be able to break through my her text message got through to me, but her phone call did not. And I was like, okay, what 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 did I do? Because that that's supposed to work. Like <laughs> she yeah, called, yeah. that's supposed to work. That's, that's a whole nother issue when it doesn't work. Like, <laughs> like that is supposed to work. But yeah, you you probably are at the state that I am that I'm so used to when I have anything on my calendar, it's gonna put me in work focus. Like I have to sometimes go turn it off because like, hey, this is not even really an event that's that kind of thing <laughs> is just a thing like calm down it's only on my count cal- it's on my calendar for two hours but it really was only 15 minutes man that happened the other day i had an hour booked and literally took me 20 minutes to explain the stuff and we were done and then i forgot i was in a focus mode so anything else on your end did taylor have something to say that was I don't see Taylor mentioning me. So she just was talking to you. Okay. She's not. So if you hit command four in Mona and type in hashtag technically working, oh, you no, can see, then follow I, that I don't, hashtag. I don't need to do that because I'm already following it. Now I have to figure out how to do it on the Mac is find the hashtags that I'm following. Uh, I can't help you with that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot easier of a way to do it than the way I do it. Oh, there we go. Hashtags. Okay. Command six got me there. So if you are listening and you want to join the conversation live, remember that you can use hashtag technically working working. and it works when either one of us looks in on it. So Taylor did say the same thing I said about, yeah, I think that's the case. Like it doesn't pass validator, but it'll work with your HTML. Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay. Make a video. Let, Let us know about it. I will repost that when you publish it. Yeah, it is something to consider. And maybe start having the conversation now, though, with, with, no, I don't know what a good alternative would be. Frankly, some of the alternative forum plugins I've looked at look like they're just, at least at the time, I don't know about now, look like they just, like, they bought Gravity Forms and looked through their code and then forked it and just started building from there. (laughs) I'm I'm not lying. There's a couple I've seen that I swear this is what they did. But did they let you move your form fields? (laughs) 
Mm, no, not back then. I don't know what they're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, send them those t-shirts. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, okay. You're, you're probably the only one that can legitimately get away with calling Arte in public, just so you know. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. I don't even know what I said. Um, so becoming a certified gravity forms developer, I don't want to miss attribute this to the wrong person. So I will say that someone has said to me that they spoke to, uh, a third party gravity forms developer about gravity forms accessibility and Kind of, I'm not going to say got the door slammed in their face. It was kind of like, yeah, we can't really do anything about that. So I'm not sure how much leverage that will give you. Um, what I would suggest, uh, one solution for gravity forms, and, I, and I'm going to actually take this pathway, and I don't remember who this person was, first off, and second, who they talked to. But I do know that one of the original founders, I don't know how much he's involved in gravity forms directly today, but one of the founders, original founders of, of Rocket Genius, um, is the guy who owns uh, or or is one of the primary principals at Gravity Wiz. So that's a conversation person. I mean, that's a person to start a conversation with because, uh, hey, either you still kind of sort of work there or, or if not, you were there when they started and like, you know, listen, go over and smash some people or something, dude. Like, you know, Go in there and get angry. Like, you're ruining my freaking company. You know, go pull a Steve Jobs. Like, I'm coming back and I'm taking it to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it, please. Uh, now, LinkedIn. this this is an Looking interesting. Up. LinkedIn might be a good option. Too. I mean, look, I'm a Gravity. I'll pay for Gravity Perch Pro. I'm just going to email them like, listen, Steve, <laughs> talk to David Smith. Like, you know, well, I got time for this, man. Yeah, with WordPress, um, so I, I want to address it. I'm not actually reading her stuff out loud because this ain't that kind of show, but I'm reading it and I'm going to comment on what she basically said. So uh, it would be interesting, and that's one of the things to think about, right? If the community as a whole were to start blackballing uh, or, 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 you know, disassociating from gravity forms because of this. Uh, because I'm going to be honest, like it does kind of give WordPress as a platform a black eye, even though it's not Matt's fault. It's not the WordPress core team's fault at all. They have nothing to do with this. But on the other side of it, you do kind of have a responsibility to your community. Uh, and a part of that community is made up of individuals with accessibility needs. So it would be interesting if WordPress themselves were to get involved in, again, they can't just shut down gravity forms like, oh, you're out of business. But they could start steering people towards other places, right? Like, that's a thing that could happen. But then we go back to the original question that stems the biggest problem that we have, and that is, what is the other thing that provides the accessibility features? And I'm not saying there isn't a tool out there, but Gravity Farms is just that well-known. Advanced no. custom fields, man. Just build it yourself. Screw <laughs> all this. Just, just build it yourself. Uh, another... Another thing here, too, about WordPress. Um, again, I mentioned that they had accessibility issues with the block editor, and they're still kind of off and on. I don't think they're intentionally breaking stuff. And to be fair, it's kind of rough for a lot of people in a lot of ways because they're trying to make a transition and they're trying to do it. They're trying to halfway, they're kind of straddling the fence. And I feel like at some point they need to make a cutoff. And I think WordPress 7 needs to be that cutoff point. 
Uh, but I feel like for the past couple of years, what WordPress themselves have been doing is kind of straddling the fence. So on one side, they want to be Microsoft and like, oh, we're going to continue to support all these legacy features. On the other side, they want to be Apple and be like, nope, we're done with that old technology. Cut it off all over yeah. everything moving forward. And like they I think that's really what the issue has been for them is they didn't want to make. And I honestly thought six was going to do this like, OK, starting from WordPress six. We're supporting this, this, and this, and that ain't working no more. So don't upgrade past 5.9 because we're breaking everything in six is breaking changes. Like if you're not using modern JavaScript, stay over there. And they're not doing that intentionally, kind of like Windows. Like that's one of the major differences in Microsoft and Apple from a philosophical standpoint is Apple has never had a problem telling you we're done with that technology is gone. So whatever. <laughs> They'll keep stuff forever looking at you, Automator, but they also will drop stuff if they need to. Yeah. I mean, they'll keep stuff. I mean, look, there there are there are people in Apple who use Automator and Apple Script. That's the only reason they haven't been killed. Like seriously, and probably some of their larger customers, like really big customers, still use Apple Script. Is the reason I don't think they've killed it. But when it comes to just generally, and it's also theirs. Whereas I'm thinking more when they killed off, like, oh well, nope, there's no 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 more CD-ROM on here. What are you talking about? That's done. We're over. Uh, you don't need an Ethernet yep. port in your computer, and, and, and Wi-Fi is fast. This is amazing. Uh, you know, no headphone jack for you. No headphone jack on the phone, right? Like, because they had courage. Uh, or even, you know, going all the way back to their the iMac, right? When they came out with the iMac, there were no, what are those ports called that were on the Windows computers back then? Like the, the mouse ports and keyboard ports, the little circular ports? The PS2. Yeah. So none of those. Nope. It's all USB from here on out, right? Like they have no problem cutting off older technology or what they consider to be older technology before their users are ready to embrace said technology or even before the world has embraced it. I mean, they were very early on USB-C and I honestly feel like Apple should be blamed for all of these freaking USB-A to C adapters that exist in the world because they were early, so early on USB-C. Nobody was making USB-C gear. So of course there was a bunch of dongles. And now what do we got? A bunch of dongles. Speaking of which, I gotta go send an email to Double Tap because Stephen mentioned the thing that he bought while he was doing his gift guide uh, list for his MacBook Air and didn't tell us what it was. Ah, uh, it's probably on the gift guide. No, it is not. Ah, uh, yep. You better go send him an email. I looked, sir. He did not put that <laughs> that that uh, hub thing that he was talking yeah. about on the. It's like, oh, it attaches to the side of it. I didn't think about that, and it matches the color. I need this. Oh, he's not going to tell me what it is, though. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's that's how Stephen works. Uh-huh. Gets you all excited about things and then just goes and buys it. Doesn't share it with you. Uh-huh. Uh, still waiting on this Pixel. Look, by the time it happens, we'll be able to do our Pixel. We'll, we'll do a joint Pixel 8 Pro review at this point. <laughs> <laughs> if you want early access, you can go to your com slash TW and support us. Uh, honestly, full transparency, you probably won't get early access because neither one of us is going to do a Pixel review, I don't think. Yeah. <sighs> We'll talk about it, but it's going to yeah. be an ongoing thing for us, too. It's not like we're going to do it once and then never mention it again. Like, we're, we're listen, I'm not even saying anything else about it because you should be a supporter and you would hurt it because I edited it. Well, you won't hear it yet. You'll hear it at some point because I just edited it to today. Uh, <laughs> the conversation about uh, the future 
Ah. <laughs> the future. The future, man. And you're still going to get it before the future actually happens, thanks to, you know, some shipping logistical issues. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks Taylor for chiming in I will endeavor in the future to uh, make sure I actually keep Mona open and follow the hashtag because hashtag technically working man I like this. this this is this takes me back to the days when I really did spend a ridiculous amount of time on Twitter right where this everything was, was its own hashtag and that's how you how you communicated with people well I mean not so much like that what you just said uh, just that like if there was a conversation going on somewhere or a podcast yeah. happening somewhere that was live streaming they would have you know hashtag whatever the show was or, or something so that you could you know communicate with the host without having to try to mention everybody in, in, in a thing I liked it appreciate it Taylor uh, that was fun I will we'll do that I like this We'll figure out how to incorporate that more into the show. Um, There was honestly, I don't know, like 17 things we were going to talk about today. But we are, we're an hour and 14 minutes into the actual show. Yeah. Uh, I have one more topic, but we can leave that for next week unless Mike wants to talk about it. And it's more or less the topic of knowing yourself and just, you know, being honest about who you are. But I think after being upset about Gravity Falls, I'm not even really in the mood to have that conversation, to be quite honest. No, no. And we have to record next week, maybe a little earlier. We'll see. We'll yeah, we got to figure that out. And you know, I reached out to somebody about being a guest on the show, and they didn't reply after getting oh. me to get on this freaking WhatsApp. Tell you, man. Do I, do I know this somebody? You know this somebody. There's a reason. They're the reason I'm on WhatsApp. This Did you hear that they being I the reason they're on hit, WhatsApp? Yeah, I heard this. Yeah, you're going to yeah. tell the whole world about it, but you can't reply to my messages. I said, yeah, it is, man. This is what people yeah. do. This is why why we can't have democracy on WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was about to say stay tuned for the after show, but uh, nope. You don't you don't get that because you're not a subscriber. We don't stream that. Uh, so yeah, go to youronpay.com slash tw if you want to hear about the ridiculous amount of uh, money I probably have spent. <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? Oh, I did say I was going to report on my recording situation. Uh, I am actually doing something a little different this week. So I am using the portcaster. Um, one, I decided to keep it. Um, but I'm using that actually to get my audio into the now it's just plugged into the Mac because being completely honest, this is what my ideal recording situation is going to be in Talladega is I still have my Mac, um, but I also wanted my beta 87A. So that's the thing. But this is also going to be a field recorder for some other stuff as well. But right now it's just acting as an audio interface, not doing anything weird. Uh, it's just acting as a USB audio interface to get my high quality. Uh, uh, what kind of mic is this? Condenser uh, microphone into clean feed so that you can hear me. Oh, and then I think I may have lost mic. Nope, you didn't lose me. Oh, okay. I meant to I tell you if you were wrapping up. Oh, I was. I meant to tell you at the beginning of the show and I forgot to open the shoulders. So if we get cut off at some point, just hold on in the middle of the show. Like just hold on for a second. Cause it means the battery died, uh, but it did. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, 
but that's it. That, that's the report on that. I will be trying out some other stuff. And um, one thing to look forward to that we will start playing into the show as we do them is going to be some more kind of experimentation with different recording setups. Uh, we're ultimately working. Mike's going to say something. I forgot. Okay. Next week, next week, we're going to talk about um, ourselves and AI voices. Man, listen, somebody go make an AI voice of me without my permission. I will come to your house. No, no. Remember, I was telling you about because you said you want to talk uh, about us reflecting on ourselves. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then the AI voices. That, those are two separate yeah, topics. Two okay. totally separate. Yeah. yeah. See, man, I mean, I could, gravity, I could see where you got that. Well, Easel, it's also Easel. the gravity forms thing too, man. Like, it's got my blood kind of up. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little more irritated. I need to go meditate after this now because I'm <laughs> go tracking and help. Good grief, man! Freaking people. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We truly appreciate it. Uh, it's been fun. This has been fun. Uh, I think we still made a good show. Uh, and you can find us on the Mastodon. First off, hashtag technically working. Please use a capital T and a capital W. Thank you. Just to get into the conversation with anybody. He's at payon, P-A-Y-O-W-N, at unmute.community. I'm Damasi, D-A-M-A-S-H-E, at unmute.community on Mastodon. And you can send us an email if you would prefer to do that because you're not on Mastodon and we're not on any other places that you are. You can send the email to feedback at technicallyworking.show. And yes, I also get it. And yes, I did almost say wrong domain. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Technically Working episode. That, man, we're at 39 episodes. We have not missed a week. Let's keep it going. Do you want to know a fun bug in Mac Mail before we close it up? Sure. In Sonoma 14.2. This is what happens when you go to Sonoma. See? See? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell them. Tell in them. Sonoma 14.2, if you have over 1,000 emails in your inbox... Or over 3,000 emails in your at saying later box, macOS only reads the first digit. So it says inbox one. <laughs> <laughs> when you get it under that thousand, it reads all three digits. Uh, well, look, man, if you got over a thousand, I can't say anything. How many emails do I have in my inbox? <laughs>